Several weeks ago, we presented an episode on Mr. Roy Clark. You probably are aware the world lost Mr. Clark. He passed away several days ago. In his memory, we would like to present this encore presentation of our story on Mr. Roy Clark. While not an Oklahoman by birth, this very talented instrumentalist, vocalist, and all-around entertainer, along with his family, took up permanent residence right here in Oklahoma over 30 years ago. When asked why he chose to live in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, he said, really, we chose each other. We're talking about Roy Clark. Stand by for the story. Born Roy Linwood Clark, April 15, 1933, into a hard-working musical family in Marin, Virginia, said the first sounds he remembers hearing were the sounds of his father playing on his banjo. He remembers his father playing at home. He began learning how to play the banjo. One day he was sitting on the front porch plucking on his father's banjo when a neighbor asked him, Roy, what about playing the guitar? He answered back, I've never even held one. His neighbor went home and brought back his guitar. Roy said when he strummed his fingers over the strings, he was hooked. Soon afterward, his parents bought him a $5 Sears guitar where the strings were a ways from the fretboard. Roy said he played it till his fingers bled, then taped them up or stuck his fingers in ice and played some more. When he was older and a little more proficient with the guitar, he joined his father and uncles playing for dances in the area. Now, Roy was a pretty good athlete, too. Between playing baseball and boxing in high school, and besides his guitar, he was learning to play the banjo, fiddle, and mandolin. Roy said he had dreams of being a professional prize fighter. After all, as an amateur, having no instruction, he was 15-0. and 0. Roy said that was before he ran into a guy who wanted it more. He said it was at that moment he decided to really get serious with the guitar. The family moved into the Washington, D.C. area where Roy became a fixture in the clubs that featured music. The standing joke among the musicians who were playing music in these clubs was, when Roy came in and started asking you, how'd you play that chord, or how did you make those notes, or how did you bend those strings, you might as well go ahead and tell him, because he's going to bug you until you do. Roy said while in the Washington, D.C. area, he would enter banjo-playing contests, and to his surprise, he won. The prize was $500 and a trip to Nashville. He said he got into Nashville, went to the music store, laid his money down for a brand new Gibson guitar. He was escorted to WSM radio station in Nashville. Then he got into a car with Lonzo and Oscar, heading for Iowa to play a show. By age 20, Roy was a full-fledged professional musician, playing in clubs, touring with Grandpa Jones, briefly fronting a show for Hank Williams making appearances on local radio and television shows. Roy said in another interview, he and his wife traveled by car, pulling a used trailer that had everything they owned, clothes, show clothes, guitars, amplifiers, etc. He said he had bought the old trailer from George Jones. George Jones, he said, decided he needed a bigger one. He said the one person that helped him the most was Jimmy Dean. He joined Dean's band, the Texas Wildcats, in 1955 
and was a regular on Dean's television show out of Washington, D.C. Now, Dean valued punctuality above all else from the members of his band. Dean said he was sad to have to fire Roy for his habitual tardiness, telling him, Roy, don't forget your guitar when you leave tonight. Later, Jimmy Dean said that Roy was the most talented man he ever had to fire. The two remained very close friends even after the firing, and Roy said that episode taught him a valuable lesson. In 1960, Oklahoma's Wanda Jackson hired Roy to be in her band as her frontman. Wanda said in her book, Every Night is Saturday Night, she was needing a different frontman, so she was keeping her eyes open for just the right person. One night, she was in a club in Washington, D.C., and there was a guy there who was a guitarist for the house band, but he also performed as a featured act. The manager of the club told Wanda, You ought to watch this guy. He's really something, and he keeps this place filled up. She said, We watched him, and he was hilarious. Plus, he was a great singer, and he could play the guitar like crazy. We offered Roy the job as lead guitarist and frontman for her band, The Party Timers. Roy remained with the Wanda Jackson band for nearly a year before hitting the road again as a solo act. Now, that's about the same time as Roy's old boss, Jimmy Dean, returned into his life. Roy was playing a club in a small town in Arizona. He said it was on a Thursday when he got the call from Jimmy Dean, who told him that he'd been trying to reach him all week, that he was guest hosting on The Tonight Show and wanted Roy to come up to New York and play on the show. But the next night was Dean's last night to host. Roy boarded a plane in Tucson, flew to Phoenix, then flew from Phoenix to Chicago and from Chicago to New York, arriving at The Tonight Show studios just a little before airtime. When he saw Roy, Jimmy Dean asked him, Did they tell you how many songs you could play? Roy said, Yeah, they told me maybe two and one with you. Dean said, We'll do two, and if that doesn't work, we'll do two more. Later, Roy said, Dean told him, At the end of tonight, you're going to be the tall hog at the trough. After the show, Roy had to get back to the airport and go back to Arizona the same way he got to New York. He said he was in the Arizona motel looking out the window and he saw a big traffic jam. Later to find out that these were people who saw him the night before on The Tonight Show and were coming to see his Saturday night show. He said they had to do three shows that night to accommodate everyone. Roy Clark was a hit with a national audience and was well on his way. His recording career got kicked off when he was with Wanda Jackson. In 1960, he signed with Capitol Records as an instrumentalist. The lightning fingers of Roy Clark, his first Capitol album, showed off his skills. Later as a singer, his first chart-topping effort was a cover of Bill Anderson's song, Tips of My Fingers, which became a top 10 song on the country charts and reached number 45 on the pop charts. Roy had other hits. His best were... Yesterday when I was young, I never picked cotton. Thank God and Greyhound, you're gone. From 1969 and 1970, each a top 10 on the country charts. His number one hit, Come Live With Me, was released in 1973. With his infectious smile, comedic behavior, and honest, humble demeanor, plus his incredible musical talent. He became the darling of television in the mid to late 60s. He appeared on five episodes of the Beverly Hillbillies as Cousin Roy. He appeared on the Flip Wilson Show, Love American Style, The Odd Couple, The Captain and Tennille Special, Austin City Limits, The Jackie Gleason Show, The Glenn Campbell Show, and the list goes on. Roy also had great 
engagements at the large hotels in Las Vegas, playing to sold-out crowds whenever and wherever he performed. In 1969, he got the opportunity to join Buck Owens on the Smothers Brothers Summers Re- <laughs> in 1969, he got the opportunity to join Buck Owens on the Smothers Brothers Summer Replacement Show. Say it with me. Hee-haw! Who would have known the show would run on CBS for only two years before being canceled, then move into syndication for 21 more years? Roy appeared in 294 episodes of Hee-haw starting in 1969 ending in 1997. Here's a short list of Roy's awards. He's a member of the Grand Ole Opry. He's a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame. He's a member of the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame. CMA, Country Music Awards, Comedian of the Year, Entertainer of the Year, Instrumentalist Group of the Year with Buck Trent two times in a row, and Instrumentalist of the Year three times. American Country Music, Entertainer of the Year three years in a row. He was honored by the Oklahoma House of Representatives. He received accommodation from Oklahoma's governor. He's in the Gibson Guitar Hall of Fame. And so many more. Several places in Oklahoma have been named after him. The Roy Clark Airport in Skyhook, Oklahoma. The Roy Clark Music School at Northeast Technical Center in Claremore. He and his wife have donated literally millions of dollars to various children's charities like the St. Jude's Hospital and the Children's Medical Center in Tulsa. He's also a mason and a shriner like me, a member of Tulsa's Akdar Shrine. He said in an interview, of all the awards he has received in his lifetime, the one he is most proud is having the Roy Clark Elementary School in Tulsa named after him. He said, just imagine some little girl or boy telling someone, I go to Roy Clark Elementary. You can't beat that, he said. Roy Clark is an amazing, talented, generous human being, and I am proud to call him a fellow Oklahoman. You've been listening to Oklahoma Music Legends. Hey, tell your friends. They can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Stitcher, and on Google Music Play. Also on our website, OklahomaMusicLegends.com. Click on the podcast page link. You'll see all of our podcasts listed there. Please like our Oklahoma Music Legends Facebook page. For Oklahoma Music Legends, I'm Tommy Henshaw. Thanks for listening.